0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis kuda I'm Evgeny Gomster. I'm Henry Larksonek. I'm Peter Torepko and you're you listening Henry Henry to the Game Peter to Love podcast. Love. Welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are, slightly later than we had planned. Uh, I saw a few of you complaining in the live chat. Uh, we can only apologise. Had some technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> laptops closing down on their own. And... Oh, come on. You're not going to... Are you really going to blame it on me that we're late? I, I didn't say. I didn't
0: say whose laptop, did I?
1: <laughs> I just. The truth of the matter said... is, the reason we
0: was late <laughs> is because Ben was chinwagging in my ear back off stream. Oh. So that's the real reason. I did have a little complication with my laptop. Only took a few minutes. But the chin wagon was a lot longer than that. Um, but yeah, you don't want to hear us moaning like we always do. Let's focus on the tennis. And what
1: a week it's been. I mean, when was the last time we did a podcast even? Well, if you include draw previews yesterday. But if we no, don't... No, no, actual podcast. <laughs> on the playlist. When I say pr- podcast, I mean retirement. it has to be a playlist. Well, Parties retirement. That was probably the last one we did. Okay, so it wasn't really a cheery one. Uh, no. This one definitely
0: is a little bit more jolly. because yes. We're going to be talking about two big champions, Igor Swiatek on the women's and Carlos Alcraz on the men's. Uh, two names I'm seeing everyone just chatting about now. And it, it, listen, I don't know. Does it bother you a little bit, the whole Carlos Alcraz thing, how I know we was t- we were talking about him for so long ago, but if, I've noticed there's a lot of accounts. I'm not going to name any names who are sort of claiming him as if they've been watching him forever. When really, they I feel like they've only known him in 2022. Does that these... bother you or am I just being a bit over the top?
1: I'm not going to lie. It bothers me. Are <laughs> <laughs> is the, is these the same people that who had no clue who Aslan Karatsev was uh, until he had played in the Australian Open? And when he got to the semi-final, they're like, who is this guy? He's come out of nowhere. It's almost like he only just started man. playing... Yeah, it does bug me as well mate we've been following these players for what seems like what, about three years or something yeah it's not a surprise we know how good they are uh, I don't think I don't think he is like when we talk about Alcaraz. I don't think he is as much of a surprise as someone like uh, a said because there has been a lot of talk coming out of obviously the Juan Carlos Ferreiro like uh, academy that type of thing lots of buzz around uh, his challenger matches as well. There's always been like packed stands in the challengers for Carlos Alcaraz. And he's proven why. Everybody saw the signs were there from a very, very young age. Even when we spoke to Jose Morgado, he said he got to watch him when he was 14 years old. Mm. And he just said, just incredible. Just could see all the potential was there to be an amazing, uh, well, if not top 10, like a great tennis player at the top of the game. Yeah, he's not sort of come suddenly,
0: has he, to the Tour? And um, I feel like a lot of people really started talking about him last year in 2021, US Open, after beating Sissapass. But what he's done now has eclipsed all of that. I know we're going to start with Igor, Ben, but let's just change the whole script. Let's focus on Alcaraz to begin with. Then we'll move on to Igor, uh, both great champions. And I don't know if you want to start with an
1: an Alcaraz tweet. Sure. Yeah, let's bring up the one which is showing him as the champion. There it is. 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz wins his first Masters 1000, defeating Casper Rude 7-5, 6-4, to become the youngest male champion in Miami Open history. And that's the big thing here. He's breaking records, mate. He's doing the thing even Rafa couldn't do, and that is winning uh, in Miami, which is impressive. Yeah. And, I mean, he's actually played... um...
0: I feel he's played well for both of the events. Indian Wells, he lost to Rafa. Um, I think that makes Rafa's victory even more special in a way. That he did it through... What's his injury, Rafa, exactly? Well, it's this rib, isn't it? Cracked rib? Yeah, cracked. I don't want to say the wrong terminology, but I know he's got some kind of slight fracture in one of the ribs. Yeah. And with that... He was able to still beat Carlos Alcaraz, who's firing firing all cylinders. I don't know what that says about the big three and, well, more specifically, Rafael Nadal. But regardless of that, Alcaraz played incredible at Indian Wells. I feel like if he wasn't to meet a Rafael Nadal, who's to say he wouldn't have gone and won that as well? Um, There was no signs of fatigue. Uh, Physically looked great against Kasparud. He did a lot of that without his coach as well, which I think is remarkable you yes. saw him fly out the last day and it was quite emotional scenes you saw him crying on the court side yeah and um i think uh, the most impressive victory out of all of them probably wasn't even the final i just really like that mia miczmanovic one because he is gone under the radar as one of the most promising players on tour i yes. think i don't want to i don't want people might think i'm just bigging it up and just going off recency bias he's done this the whole 2022 now and I'm expecting him to go deep in a lot of events. He can pound the clay as well. And he's really turned a corner. And Carlos Alcaraz just pushed him to one side. And there was times when he was down in that match, but yet still found a way to come back. He showed a lot of resilience. Against Kasparud, another player who can really hit the hit through the ball, especially on the forehand. You see how much topspin he de- uh, generates on, on all of his shots. There's not many players who hit more topspin, probably just Rafa. Um, yeah. He dealt with all of that so well. His defensive play was just on point. He dealt with the brilliant serves of Casper a bit of a serve bot, as, we, as we've been joking around. And what's next for him is the clay court swing, in which this his favoured surface. The book is having third favourite for Roland Garros. <laughs> I fancy him more than say a sister pass, a Zverev, any of them guys. Dominic Team, he's not looking great at the moment, is he?
1: No. He Could really he go,
0: it, it all depends. Djokovic hasn't played all year. Rafael Nadal's got an injury going into Roland Garros. What an opportunity for him as an 18-year-old going into a Roland Garros event with a real, real shot of winning the whole thing.
1: Yeah, he definitely is putting his name in the picture. That's for sure. And he's solidifying himself now at the top of the game. One of the things that I thought was the great thing about that sort of match against not only Casper Ruud Ketsmanovic as well he does have great shot selection but it's his like calmness in big moments in matches that really sets him apart from all of the other young players who are on even someone like Casper Ruud yeah. and Casper is fantastic and can't take anything away from his week of tennis or a couple of weeks playing getting to the final in Miami but when push comes to shove that would probably been the same sort of situation if you'd have played someone like Rafa he probably would have got to that stage and then he would have just got beaten in straight sets and this Mm. is what Alcaraz seems to be that type of player like one of those players who can play the big moments well and I think that's what you need to be able to win these big tournaments we all know how good All of the top, say, 50, 100 players are. And the only thing that really sets all of these players apart is, like, crunch, like, clutch moments in tennis matches. And he's got it in abundance, mate. I just think he's so impressive. And his agility, his attitude... And he's sort of like will to win. But there's no giving up ever. And that's the thing that we've seen. Obviously, we had a sort of a go at Naomi Osaka in her final against Ego. It was just a bit like, no, oh, well, it's over now. I'm just going to not, I'll give up a bit now. He wouldn't have done that. We know that for a fact. He'll fight to the end. Yeah. One thing I want to bring up, and it's a really good point made in the live chat
0: from Matthew D'Souza. Thanks for sending that in. Saying, I'm not saying Carlos doesn't possess inner belief. But it really helps when you have the crowd encouraging you continuously. And I want to go back to Paris last year when he played Hugo Gaston. Was it Paris? Hmm. He yeah, gets and Hugo Gaston yep. In a Masters event, another Masters, also on the hard courts. And he was up and then threw that away. He couldn't deal with the crowd. All the crowd was against him. Yep. And this is something he's not been used to. So when the crowd have been against him, he did bottle it. That's the only time I've ever seen him bottle it. And he couldn't handle the occasion. It all got a bit too big for him and ended up throwing the match away. So it definitely does help when you've got the crowd on your side as a young player coming through. Yep. And I feel after this Miami win, that's only going to intensify. It When you start getting these wins and you're a very likable character, it sort of um, just rolls on to the next event. And we're going to keep seeing more and more fans and, and stadiums support him. But we have seen the other side of things in Paris when he didn't get the support. And that's where he's going to have to find a way to win when that happens as well. Because there will certainly be some locations where he's not cheered on. Let's be honest. Let's like say if he is yeah. at a Wimbledon against um, maybe a Jack Draper in a few oh, years' yeah, time. Sure. If everyone's going to be cheering on Jack Draper. There'll be a small Spanish contingent, I'm sure. But Jack Draper will have all the fans and he's going to have to deal with it. Wimbledon's probably not the best example because I feel the fans generally aren't too imposing but yeah. US Open say yeah it would be a lot worse wouldn't it for him
1: oh yeah imagine or if Australian it was Open him versus say, Brooks, Kyrgios, say Brooks, Open. yeah or say like Brooksby became like a top 20 player and he met him there in a big stadium match or something like that then they would all be on his on Brooksby's side I would have thought but the one thing you, we need to uh, look at in this is there's only so much support that people give to certain players when they're the home country player. Like like someone like a Gaston's a perfect example. He plays great when he's in France or especially when he's in Paris because he has the support of all of the home home uh, crowd. When he goes to other places, he doesn't have any support whatsoever. Whereas Alcaraz's game is so well developed, and he looks he just has an amazing like a shot capacity he like he can draw fans in from any part of the world but from how he plays and i think that that's the one thing that will always give him a, at least a small pocket of fans i'd say probably half the crowd that's what we were saying uh if he went to somewhere like norway he against rude he may still have half the crowd on his side and that's <laughs> yeah. how crazy it is and he's got that following and there's only that one example and he is young.
0: I don't think generally I'm just putting it out there as a talking talking point for the podcast. Don't crucify me anyone. <laughs> it's just a, just I understand what people what um who was it now? Uh Matthew, Matthew meant in the live chat, that's all. Uh Kathy said the crowd was with
1: Rafa for Indian Wells. He didn't bottle it, Rafa beat him. That's a good point. I mean in like home countries. I don't mean like two like foreign players playing in another country. I mean you go in someone's backyard like he did against Gaston, it can be more intimidating when you've got a whole country against you and you're no. in that country as opposed to going to Indian Wells and playing against your own countrymen and they're just cheering on that person. I don't know, it's a slightly different vibe, I get the feeling. Okay, that's fair still. enough. Uh,
0: Marcus says, I believe that Carla, if Carlos had gotten past Rafa without Indian Wells, he would have had two Masters titles. I agree. Just like eager. I think that could have been the case as well. Although Fritz was looking good. Yeah. Um, any more for any more? I think uh, we're ready to
1: move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Oh, sorry. That was just one. Oh no, that someone's actually quite interesting. Or maybe we can come to that one at the end, actually. So apologies. Yeah, we'll do that no. in a sec. Let's go to that one because this is quite good. So Carlos Alcros this
0: is his career so far. So we've got the three titles, one in Umag. So they're going up as well. So we've got yep. 250 <laughs> on clay. 500 on clay now. What a Masters 1000 in Miami on the hard court. He's also won a next gen's final. Yeah, uh, he got to US Open quarterfinal. Uh, 7 6. He's got a positive head to head in against the top 10. He took a set off Nadal in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I know, number two mad. in the race to Turin now. He's now world number 11 and yep. he's going to be seeded eight uh, in Monte Carlo because Metz out, Nadal out, Matteo out. So he's yeah. going to be seeded number 8 for Monte Carlo and he's going
1: to be turning 19 on the 5th of May. I thought the teenager. It's mad, isn't it? Like this is this is your accolades already and you're still not even 19 yet. I thought something quite funny. I saw somebody had written down uh, a similar list of accolades but they did it for Andy Murray and they said he's just updated his one. It says like three grand slams, like two like Olympics and then put on their defeated Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> <laughs> it's on there as well now. So that's a big deal apparently. So quite I, quite, I quite like that. I uh, will probably it's not an easy thing to do to defeat. And I've seen all of those signs they're holding up. Uh, you can't escape from Alcaraz. Uh I think it's sort of true. He sort of pins you into these sort of matches and dictates them. And I thought he was amazing in that uh Miami tournament, even Indian Wells, even playing in a hurricane. It was amazing. And that was when he was best. He was better than Nadal in a hurricane. So that's got something we can say. Nadal couldn't handle the wind, where Alcaraz, all those recent well, years on the Steady on, Ben. Talk, steady no, on. He couldn't
0: handle the wind. He beat Alcaraz.
1: No, no, but that was when the wind died down. The second He's... set was when the wind was at its worst, and that was when Alcaraz won the set. And then when it died down, Nadal took over again. But that's all because I reckon. He's only just coming from the Challenger Tour. They play in any conditions there. <laughs> he's probably used to it. He only did that about a year or so ago. So I mean, I think Rafa definitely is pretty weathered. I think he's yeah. used to
0: different conditions and he found a way in the end. Oh, what does, I'm brother. looking forward to is not Rafa on Nadal because he's not going to be playing Monte Carlo. Um, but Novak Djokovic returning. Mm. Carlos Alcaraz returning. I'd love to see him on the same half of the draw and see him meet early on. Let's see what... Let's see where Novak Djokovic's game is going into Roland Garros. Can he deal with and inform form uh, Carlos Alcaraz? And then the other thing I'm, I'm interested to see how it ha- what happens is how's Alcaraz now going to uh, transition to the clay after having such a physically demanding few weeks. The clay courts notoriously can be quite tough on the body. Yeah, he's had a he's been put through the mill these last few weeks, and he's young. I often find the younger players that definitely takes him a little bit more time. Um well I don't know maybe not maybe not the case because you say the older players take some longer for, to recover I just think they're not they're not used to it so much their bodies haven't been through it uh, uh, so often I think Alcaraz physically I'm worried about him going into these if he's if he's going to opt to play all of them maybe he should sit one out um yeah. but yeah I would love
1: to, I just need to see Djokovic Alcaraz at uh, Monte Carlo that would be amazing I mean I'm just hoping that we can get uh a Djokovic that's fully warmed up and we get to see like him back to real like firing on all cylinders because it's not going to happen straight away we saw it obviously when he came back which tournament was it was at Qatar or where yeah, he got knocked out the... by Vesely. Vesely yeah yeah so Dubai uh, wasn't it Dubai Dubai apologies yeah sorry I got that one wrong um Yeah, I just think that it is still going to take time. Just like last year, he lost to Dan Evans. It was one of his worst performances of the year last year. And uh, he ended up, I think it was something ridiculous in that match, like 40 unforced errors, like something unheard of for Novak Djokovic against Dan Evans in that match. And it was, I just don't want to see that Novak come back. I'm hoping when he comes back, we're going to see him gradually build and then turn into that machine that we uh, all know and love. And then he's ready for Roland Garros. And I, I'm hoping that we get to see it there, if I'm honest. Well, I'm listen, ho- <laughs> just historically, Ben, Djokovic's form in Monte
0: Carlo has not really said anything about no. how he plays in Roland Garros. Well, um, yeah, exactly. If anything, I think Gene sums it up nicely. Uh, ever since 2016, he's not really done very much there at all. Last year, lost uh, to Evans, like you said. It's not going to dictate how he plays at Roland Garros. I know Vance Vent, Vent said something similar as well. I agree with that massively and I think you just take it with a pinch of salt how he plays um at Monte Carlo it'll be good for him to sort of have a few hits but not expected to do much I just want to, I would like to just see Alcaraz against Djokovic I want to see how he deals with he's lost to Nadal is he is he able to do it against the very biggest you know what I mean because, because he does he did look taking. a bit shell shocked the first time he played Rafa a lot better this time is he now there where he's thinking I can beat him. I really want to beat him. Or is he going to be a bit nervous
1: against Djokovic? I'm
0: just interested to see it.
1: I think that now is the perfect time as well. If they were to cross It is a good time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no better time. At Monte Carlo as well, an event Djokovic isn't as dominant at. Yeah, I think the bookies would probably have that one pretty even as well. No, that's no disrespect to Novak, but from not being on the tour and then going up against someone who's just won a Masters tournament, I think it, Alcaraz. I'm not. He, I don't. He would, and they would never make him the favorite in that matchup. I don't think. I think that's a bit disrespectful to Djokovic to make him any anywhere near the favorite. But I think it could be close. Listen, you'll be surprised. I don't think they would be favorite. <laughs> but I think you he's going to be close.
0: I think they'll put him at. um They'll put him at evens or something. They could put Djokovic like one point
1: sevens. Yeah, quite possible. Just and there you he's go. Back. Just speaking about Novak Djokovic, we can move on to the next one because Alcaraz has, at eighteen years old, broken Djokovic's record as the youngest men's champion in Miami Open history. And there you go, you can see almost look like brothers or twins, didn't they? There. It's quite nice. Yeah, and also uh, talking about these, I saw an incident today. Oh, it's annoying because I can't remember
0: exactly what event it was. But they had a shot Djokovic played. I'm not sure if it was at Miami, mm. and a shot Alcaraz played in the last match against Casper uh, Ruud, mm. And it's exactly the same, exactly the same shot.
1: I know you Why can probably
0: see a lot of that intense, yeah. but they look exactly the same. And it both ends with a, a winner, I think a forehand, forehand winner cross-court, sorting in the court. And the, to celebrate, they both do this. Just nod their head, <laughs> and it's exactly the same. Like even to the celebration, it's the glitch, same. Glitch in the matrix. So I thought that was quite, uh, <laughs> quite funny to watch. I had to, I had to watch it like two or three times.
1: I quite like that though. Uh, I've, I've been saying it for the past, I don't know, say month. I've seen so many similarities in their game, and just the, I think it's just the, more the agility on the court is that I'm seeing. I'm seeing like, the, the body flexibility, the sliding, the I don't know. It just looks like he can get to balls that other players can't, in the same way Novak can do it, and especially at the back of the court as well. He goes from side to side. He slides. He manages to somehow make them play another shot. And I think great work from someone so young, because Djokovic has been trying his whole career to get to that level of, like, I don't know what you call it, flexibility. So, and Alcaraz seems to already be that type of uh, guy. Who knows? maybe. But yeah, a bit of both, yeah. But with with,
0: with uh, Djokovic, his overhead smashes aren't as good as Alcaraz. Mm. That's one thing I'm going to give to Carlos. But he's still got a long, long way to go to be compared to these legends. Yes, for sure.
1: Um, but let's move on to the next one. Right. The Might next... even be Eager time, is it? Yeah, I think we're going to go on to move on to Eager. Let's just go Have oh, a look. Is there not another Alcaraz one? It wasn't another Alcaraz. It was just uh, it was comparing... Well, maybe we can have a look at this yeah. one. It's interesting that Eager is now the world's 28th WTA ranking leader, while Medvedev recently became the 27th ATP leader. So it's kind of funny how these numbers of male and female ranking leaders are similar. It's quite weird that there's been this, nearly the same amount of leaders in the rankings. It's a bit yeah, strange. strange. But you can see there there's a bit of a gap recently for the ATP because
0: Djokovic has just been yeah. dominating. The women's one's been... Move around a little bit more, <laughs> catching them up, isn't it? Yeah, there was a dominant spell there at the start, but yeah, it's fascinating that it's both they've both met. So, there's something what I couldn't take my eyes off though is the pirate flag. <laughs> I'm because they can't. <laughs> I, I'm literally, I'm a very childish individual, and all I was looking is why is there a pirate
1: flag? But then I realized because you kind of have the Russian flag, yeah. for them. So, that's his new one, it? they go over pirate. Is that a new thing? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe they're uh, who's it who is it? Did you not question that, or is it just me? I think I just saw I, like just just oh. I saw Eager's one and I just thought that they obviously they could have just not put one but they've decided to go with the pirate one interesting right well let's go back to Eager time because it was Eager Spiontech and she did she not only won Miami she won Indian Wells as well and not only that she had already won a Masters before that as well she's gone three in a row and Alcaraz stealing her headline so to speak she's the one who's Demolishing everybody on the women's tour. And... Is it more impressive what eager did or Alcaraz? Ego, I think. Or is three that just
0: a stupid a... question I'm asking? Yeah, I think three, it is. A stupid three question. in a row.
1: It's just madness. I don't know. I don't think she's getting enough plaudits for this. I think it's the first time in history, isn't it, that the uh, a lady has won the first three of the year uh, Masters. Yeah, so... there's a few different ones. I know Serena Williams has done. Something, but I forget. You might be right
0: on that stat. But let's focus on Egar. She beat Naomi Osaka, someone yep. who's slowly coming back into form. I know a lot she doesn't really like it when people say she's back, but she definitely has been sort of MIA for the last few years, it seems. Yeah. Since the Australian Open win. Yeah. So I'm pleased that she's she's got a lot of aspirations as well. Osaka's saying her goal now is become world number one again. I like that. Break the top five, then break number one. She's setting these goals, which means To be able to do that, surely you've got to play tennis. And I think that is the big thing for her. We want to see her playing as much as possible. Maybe not so much now. We're going to the clay court swing. Yeah. I wish she had this sort of enthusiasm a little bit sooner, but wasn't to be. She did play okay. (laughs) She started off with a good ace in the final. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. Eager's in for a big game. And then Eager just opened up the bakery yet again. Everyone all in, all in bagels, baguettes, whatever you fancy, roll up to Eager's bakery. She did what she did best. And it's just the way she wins. Look at this. This is Igor Shavontek's last six finals. So you've got Roland Garros. Remember, we covered that one. 6-4, 6-1. Yeah. It's the second set, by the way. It's always the most impressive. Yeah. Adelaide against Bencic. These aren't no mugs as well, by the did way. Did well, <laughs> did quite well. Two and two. Piskovar, absolute uh. disgrace. Honestly, she was... Taking photos in Rome about twenty minutes after this final. I don't think she was interested. She has a tendency to do it. I'm not going to rip into well because I do it every other podcast. But six love, six love. Eagle was great, but that was as much disappointing from Pliskova, disgrace in that final. Contevi, I thought that was shocking for her as well. She could have done a little bit better. Six two, six love. Not sure if she was carrying an injury or just fitness. Uh, Sarkari did all right right in the first set and then fell away. And exactly the same for Osaka. (laughs) Did all right in the first set and fell away. And how many bagels is that? Quite a few. Four bagels in finals recently. And a a handful of six ones as well. I mean, how can a player be so dominant in the final? You've got to remember, the, the person who you're playing in the final has just won four or five matches to get there.
1: Yeah. And you've got, I think for me, the reason that she does so well in the final is because when she starts the tournament, She sometimes she starts some. I think this Indian Wells one she started slightly slow, and then after a couple of rounds, then she started walloping everybody. And she got when she gets in that flow, she she's unstoppable. And then she got all the way to the final, won the final easy, and then she went straight into Miami and continued. Didn't drop a set for the whole of Miami. She was still in that same state when she left Indian Wells and went into Miami, and you can't get as tired. And that's why she was able to win both. Because she's not having that longer matches. She's doing straight sets every time. So she's getting it done nice and quickly. And that's how you can win lots of uh, masters tournaments by the looks of it. Just get yeah. them done in two. Remarkable. And now she did pull out of Charleston. Yeah. Um, I'm relieved about. I think that's
0: a good yeah. idea. Probably be back. I'm not sure what the next event for her will be. Uh never know in the live chat what the next event for her would be. I'm trying to think now. I'm not sure what's on her schedule. But whatever it's going to be, it's going to be on clay. And this is her favourite, favourite surface. So we're going to be seeing the next level of eager. I mean, all she has to do is play like she has done these few weeks anyway. I mean, all she has to do is still a big... I'm sure it's not (laughs) easy easy to to perform at this level week in, week out, every match, every set, every game. If she can do that, then she's going to sweep the field. I'm sorry. She can sweep it. She can probably play... 80% 80% of the way she's played these last few weeks and still sweep the field. She's simply that good. And it is a bit of a shame Ashley Barty's retired now yeah. because I would love to see Eager coming into her peak versus the Ashley Barty of the last few years because I honestly think, listen, people can just say I'm just saying it. I think Eager beats her. I really do. We're never going to know. It's just my opinion against someone else's. I think Eager right now, the way she's playing, one of the most promising women I've seen since Serena Williams. She's
1: incredible. I'm, I'm. If, if, well, I'm sure you've all seen how I've, I've changed my tune in how in liking her, but I have changed my tune, so to speak, in just being so blown away by her that I can't help but support her. I just find that I'm so excited to watch her play tennis that. Now, I can't help but cheer her on. And she's so likable as well. It's just, yeah. she has the whole package. as she'll be playing Stuttgart, Ben. Oh, amazing. So, there you go. Stuttgart. Is that Indoor next? Indoor clay event. 500. Brilliant. No wind. She'll be smacking it around. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think nice. it really mattered where she'd nah. be playing. If she can just keep up this momentum, it's dangerous. Um, prior to this, for Roland Garros, she was always sort of, Going to be my champion. I'll let you into that little sneak peek because I've I kind of I called it last year, wasn't to be. She yeah, went yeah. out this year, I was going to do the same again because I think she is the best player. And if if a few things click like they have started to, then I don't know who's going to really come close. We've got Michael in, we know he's a bit of a tennis expert, yeah. more than me and Ben combined. And he's saying Eager's playing like Ste- uh, Graf and Sales, uh, Navritilova and Serena at her peak,
1: Sellers. Celez, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so as well. I think that those were such dominant champions. Oh God, I just can't wait to see if she can just capture another role on Garros. Then, if she performs on the grass, it's going to be incredible. I would love to see her at Wimbledon do well. Uh, I'll be, as sad as it is to say, I will be, I'll probably be repping. A uh, eager t-shirt if we go to Wimbledon. <laughs> is that a bit of is that bad? Uh maybe I'll have to do it until she comes up against a Brit and then I'll have to uh just be split. So, I don't know. It's a tough well, I'm one. I'm glad then. I'm glad you've come over to the Eager way a little bit.
0: I'm oh, not massively. saying I'm not saying you never was. I'm not saying you never was, but there's been many podcasts over the last year Sort of since the U.S. Open final of last year when Raducanu won, and I've been trying to defend poor Igor Uh, You've not been as vocal as me on this. You've been focusing more on just defending Raducanu, and oh, I've always said so I have a little bit. So of many people, yeah, well, so many people have been a very critical of her last year. Yeah, I know, and it wasn't warranted. I know I do go on Twitter a lot more than you, so I do see probably different things yeah, than what you definitely. would do sort of on the Discord and other other means. But from what I've seen and the way Radu Kanu was treated at the time, I had to make, I had to say something. And I'm glad we've done this full circle now where we're seeing how good she has become. And all of them critics have just been silenced. And as much as I would love Radu to be doing great, she's not really doing so great. And all of the people telling me, oh, Radu this, Radu that, that, have kind of been silenced as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying you, because you do like both, but the Radu love train. It's sort of been halted a little bit
1: and eager full steam ahead. That's it. I mean, you did say it last year and it is one of those things that was evident that people were sort of saying, Oh, She's not doing that great. She won that one Ronald Garris. Garros. What's happened to? She still was going like a few no, rounds. through a season. tournament! A lot of people were saying what ha- what's
0: happened to her. Yeah, but she's she was falling off. Still How young. Falling off. She's, she's still, still was so young. young. She yeah, still... when she was falling off, she was making semifinals. Yeah, she was going. She was just losing quarters, out please. a little bit or quarters. Yeah, Raducanu's a bit different. She's not even getting her out the first round. Well, so yeah, but where's people's energy then? It's just not. But this is it. But then
1: it is it. It's hard to look at her in the same. I don't. I've said this many times to you. They're not even in the same category for me. And I'm. That's just me being perfectly honest. And that's why whenever we've had the conversation about like Fernandez and Raducanu and Iga, I don't think. I think Fernandez and Raducanu may be in the same category. Maybe even not. Layla, maybe even one step above. Radu Kanu. but Eager is, then? Their, but eager is one their, step above, is it? Inexperience, yeah, but Ooh, here in, comes. but in, in actual skill, talent, and overall, just like I don't know what, how to even say, it, their overall game, eager is head and shoulders above both of them, and it's it's just clear to see she can do what both of them can't do, or what, I mean, Radu did it but she did it on for one tournament. We're yet to see her do it again. So an eager can do it multiple tournaments again, yeah. again, and again. And that's the thing. If Radu uh, can re- rediscover that US Open form and do that again and again and again. Great. But until then, she's, she's a mile off. Eager I feel sorry for people though. Cause I think some of them have been brainwashed a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, Terry
0: definitely. legend like him. Great guy. Uh, big Rafa fan as well. He's saying after Riga's French win, she did have girl. a lull period. Goal, girl. Sorry, yeah. apologies. <laughs> um, but the the thing is with that, he, she didn't have a lull period. I feel like that's the thing. I feel people generally think she did. She was doing great things. Uh, we've got Patrick in saying she literally won Adelaide and Rome. It wasn't a. It was a very good yeah. year. That was, was after Roland Garros.
1: Yeah. It was a great year. I don't think think it was classified as
0: a lull. I don't think there was really a a down period. Maybe a few, a few losses, but you can't win every match.
1: I think you have to take everything into consideration. That her age, how long she's been on the tour, she doesn't have to be winning every single tournament. She could still be going through the year and winning. What she won a Masters. She did well in another event. She's going to a quarters here, a quarters there. Still a good year for someone when they're nineteen. Give give the girl a break. I mean, now she's coming. I feel like it's
0: hard to please people with ego, Uh, but it is. They are going to come round because she's going to keep winning, and you can't avoid her. She's going to be. I'm telling you, my
1: world number one.
0: (laughs) That's that's the most. Yeah, it seems inevitable
1: now. Well, I wonder who had
0: who had a higher of me and you. That'll be a fascinating one. We'll have to watch that back. But let's move on to another tweet we've got well Anymore? that's it
1: that's it for the eager ones uh i only had those couple brought up uh from i thought we were just going to be having a bit of a chin wag about all of the bits and pieces yep. instead but yeah, no, there I, isn't any more i, I don't think really well, i I'd, I'd be interested to see how where we have her. i know that we probably still had a very high and then definitely obviously in the top 10 that's for sure and I know that we both obviously had Badoza doing quite well. Her injury is sort of scuppering her year a little bit. I think she would be doing better if she didn't have this injury. You had her at three. I had her at one. Still possible if she gets rid of the injury. But that's somebody who could be a real challenger to Eager at Roland Garros. But I don't know. I'm always worried that Badoza is going to pull out of the uh, the tournaments now. And that's a, it scares me a bit for her 2022 now. Yeah, she's
0: still got, going to have a really bright future. I do like Bodoza, but just um, let's see how her injury is fair. The last thing I want to talk about, about Iga, I just sent you the last tweet we can bring okay. up because yeah, okay, it is quite an interesting one. I think I sent it to you yesterday. It's probably worth why you don't have it on there now. Uh, and this okay. is saying, in honor to Iga, a thread with all of her career titles from the one that started everything in Sweden in 2016 until the present day. I thought it was a really good thread and it sort of oh, outlines. Yeah. Ego from start to finish, and I think considering what she's done in 2022, especially these last few weeks, it's good to sort of bring some eyes to the history of Ego Savontek. What a player she is! And let's go with number one, Ben. If you move down, you're going to be doing probably a little bit of scrolling here.
1: It's all right, mate. You just keep me going. So
0: here we go, Stockholm (laughs) W10, Stockholm 2016, and this is her route to victory. She was just 15 at the time. It was her first ever pro tournament she played, and she won it as a qualifier. You can see there uh, a few bagels as well to start things off. Six ones. Um, still pretty dominant, isn't it? Straight sets a lot of the time. And this is her at 15. I think there's an image down I'm just a
1: little bit down. Had a, a walkover against Ricky Gervais there in the semi That's <laughs> <laughs> <France> good. <laughs> but she, she looks the same. A bit more petite.
0: Yeah, true. So that's that one. So let's move on to the next one. Is that, is that the
1: trophy? Yeah, I think it was. These are smaller events,
0: remember? It's so,
1: like so, so a, so a Christmas present or something. i <laughs> 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 given there
0: anyway. This was a, an ITF. So then she played the year after in Bergamo in Italy, playing a few Italians, you can see. Some we do know, Digi, yep. you know, I was bigging her up the other day. And Pieri, we do know, actually, we know pretty much all of these actually. Well, the, the last three, anyway. Yeah. And look what she did to them as well in yeah, these I mean, events the 6 same. 1, 6 <laughs> one, 6. It's the same. Yeah. I think it's good to highlight this. She was, well, she was both, she was 15 here. It's her first top 400 win, second title in her fourth pro tournament. So she's got a two out of four strike rate so far. Trophy's getting bigger. Trophy's got a little bigger. She's got a <laughs> bit bigger as well. Still got the cap on. Yeah. I don't know who all them right. two are. All looks right. like Pro- looks like you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was when I presented her with <laughs> with, with, with the trophy. That's
0: Ben. Let's go into the next one. Next so number one. three. It's quite a few of these, by the way. So That's we so. will speed through. <laughs> W15, Gior, 2017. Uh, more dominance, more six ones. Third titan in five tournaments, yep. all before turning 16. Uh, she went up to six hundred eleven in the world after the week, and it. She was twenty-one and two in her career, <laughs> Ooh, and the tro- it's even getting even bigger now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting. That.
1: Is that is it the yellow one? That's the trophy.
0: Well, no, it looks like one of them cakes, like a wedding yeah, looks,
1: cake. Yeah, <laughs> is that the trophy? Wedding cake. Wedding cake is the trophy. It's good. All right, move I down. Think it is a cake. Um, this one,
0: Samuel Sheikh in Egypt. She beat yeah. Parizas. We know her, Parizas Diaz, yeah. good player. Um, don't really know the other ones too well. Yeah. That's another it. win. Yeah. And she was she was injured for eight months. So she had to start all over again. And then she won her first event she played. So she had a, some time off her injury, come back, won again, still wearing the cap, still getting an, an arm rounder, and the trophy is a bit more prominent than this one. Yeah, this is a little bit ITFs. uh, That's it. So Pelham, we know this one. I think this is the one, what's her name played? Gal Falkenberg, did she play at Pelham? (laughs) Probably, that rings a bell, doesn't it? I remember the name. Did she play eager? (laughs) I'm looking for Falkenberg on here, but she's not there. You can see, Ah. look at the scores again. Look at the final, Alice Kick, she beat. Yeah. Bolsova there as well. Uh, Luisa Chirico, uh, another good player. And a
1: football team in the third qualifying. Villarreal, look.
0: <laughs> Villarreal away, that was as well. Six love, six love. <laughs> now, Alice kicked six two, six love. That's a good one. It was a second title in four tournaments
1: after her comeback. That's amazing. No trophy in that one. Okay. So, then Wimbledon. we go to Junior Wimbledon. Yeah. Um Whitney uh, Osuage, Clara Brell, Emma Raducani look the there. Look at the names. Unless some. Well, we got... Clara Jin, Burrell. Jin Wang. Yeah, exactly. All names that we now know of. All of these people. Simone, the...
0: Simone Wallop. Wall-
1: I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I remember us doing a pod on her at some point. I think we were calling her Wallop, weren't we? <laughs> 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 Why? She wallops we're like, No, you was. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. No worries. Uh, but yeah, Radu Kanu, absolutely battered. Burrell, battered. And Leonie Kung, uh, I've obviously good... that's what I mean, and that was at Wimbledon. So, all right, look at that. that? Wait,
0: just go up to the little text because I do like reading these. Was unseeded despite being the highest ranked,
1: so debuted against first seed. Pretty much wow, that's pretty mad. Only junior Grand Slam and she still won. Yeah, look at that trophy's getting better and better. Look at it's that in the all white as well. Yeah, then you've got Budapest in
0: 2018. Love a bit
1: of Budapest, beat
0: some good players there. There's uh uh Luca Rani Jani. I forget Rani Luca Jani, I think. Do you remember you just said you didn't know who she was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, She bageled, she
1: bageled uh (laughs) then. She's
0: a good player.
1: And then uh Barbara Haas, well Zavanska that's the one who's uh just been playing this week as well i think she just won her opening match didn't she
0: yeah so she skipped junior us open to boost her wta ranking lost her first set and then won all 10 consecutively so she's got bagel and then won all the rest
1: well gave him a chance that was it wasn't it yeah
0: more flowers no yeah. trophy
1: no trophy Disgrace. I mean,
0: I don't know if you want to go through all of these. Yeah, these <laughs> I don't know. So we this can is back-to-back back titles to um, in back-to-back weeks. Makes a top 200 debut, granted an entry for Australian Open Qualies. I'll just read the bottom bit on some of these ones. It's yep. just interesting to go through because I'm sure not everyone's seen this. No. I, I don't mean, think it's... you've even seen it. I did send it to you, but you never read what I send you.
1: You send me so send many. Me this is the problem. This is like it. But so... This is
0: one week you'll remember, Ben. I'll let you take us through this one.
1: Ah, this is the one uh, where she won that small tournament uh, over in France, not many people know of, Roland Garros. Near the Eiffel
0: Tower, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. can uh, you have be- some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got them in my back pocket. Uh, We've got Vondrasova, Von uh, Shei Suwei, Jeannie Bouchard, Simona Halep, Trevisan, Podoroska, and Kenin. all in straight sets, as we remember, incredible That's when
0: Kenyon was good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. She had just won the Australian Open. So, and uh, they can say first WTA title and was a Grand Slam without (laughs) losing a single set. Just like Radu Kahn. Yeah, exactly. So they do have some similarities. Yeah. Right, moving down, then we got Adelaide. I think you spoke about that. Yeah, one so this already. is
0: after. So this is what happened after that Roland Garros title. When yeah. I feel like she was gaining a little bit of criticism, but it's superly, well, very much unwarranted. If you look at what yeah. we've just been through, we've got Brangel Benchich in the final tie when Collins Inglis, uh, just the third tournament after Roland Garros, won it without losing sets. First hard court WTA title, and this made her this put her into the top fifteen. So this was her first hard court title. Yeah. She then won Rome with a, yep. with a double breadstick in the final. Being uh, the Coco Goff one was the most epic because Coco was playing well, or maybe the Krachikova. Krachikova was in good form as well. That at the time one, I remember After that just one. Just winning. Uh, no, she hasn't won Roland Garros this point, but she was leading up to it. She, was she about had to win Roland Garros.
1: She had match point against Eager in that. I remember it, and I remember watching that match and just thinking, like, "Oh my word, what's Eager doing? I've never seen her play this badly on the clay in that match, and she was making a lot of errors and." Kai Chicova just couldn't get it over the line. And she showed real heart in that. And then after that, as you can see, straight sets again. <laughs> she only allowed one set to drop. But, uh, yeah, got it done. And then the final easiest match of her career. And then all the
0: next ones are in 2022, I believe. There we go. Yep. So we've got Doha, what we've seen this year. Another Bagel in the final. Bagel in the third third round as well. Crazy. Crazy. Yep. And this is the horrible outfit what Ben doesn't like. I'm not too keen either. Indian Wells, the most recent, well, the second from most recent. So this is back-to-back 1,000 titles. Best match, semi-final versus Halep, up to number two in the world. And then the last one, bringing you back to the current day, world number one, the Sunshine Double completed, three consecutive 1,000 titles, historical. And look, all straight sets again and all dominance. And the trophy is the biggest one yet. All smiles, biggest flowers, and it couldn't have gone to a nicer girl. So that is the story of Igor Svantec. We could have done a whole podcast on it, but I'm glad we shared them tweets because it is pretty interesting.
1: Very interesting. I have to say, well done to her. I mean, what a great journey she's had and just great to see that she's still the same player she was when she was 15, still battering people off the court. And may it continue for many years to come that's what we want to see because she really will put bums on seats we all we need now is somebody who does the same as her and can actually compete with her and try and uh knock her off the court as well because if there's somebody who can do similar we're going to be in for a real treat if there's two players like that who can go back and forth we might be having like a sharapova serena williams style rivalry but at the moment, I don't know who that person will be. Well, and that... I hope you never know. There could be someone who sort of materializes who may be that person.
0: But one person we do have on the men's who's mm. British, who does fit all of them things you've just said, recently playing the Challengers, looking great, is the one and only Jack Draper. Uh, we're going to just right. touch on this at the end and then we're going to wrap this one up, guys. Um, but it is super interesting. Jack Draper, how old is he? 20 years old now? Um. Oh, no, says it he... there. Twenty years old. There's no yeah, stopping the twenty-year-old. Just... Perfect. That's it. So he makes just... challenger history with his fourth title of 2022. Um, making the ATP Challenger Tour his personal playground this year. There's no
1: stopping him. It's amazing. And uh, I've Come just got to move this... up, maybe. Well, yeah. See there, 265th in the world, 124th <laughs> in the ATP rankings. Uh, 23 to three win to loss record one to watch for sure Um, obviously if you didn't know who he is he probably came on your uh, scene when he took a set from Djokovic at Wimbledon last year in the first round Uh, started off the tournament a little bit with a bang made it exciting Uh, that just goes to show the sort of level he can produce like if you can do that against the world number one player at Wimbledon a bit of heat stroke didn't he uh, he or was had, that another event. I think that I think was an that was, event before, but he was pulled a, out
0: before yeah, Wimbledon. But he still looked right. a bit. He was struggling. I think that was Miami.
1: Wasn't? Wasn't Miami?
0: Was it? It might but, have been Miami. Yeah, I, I think, think you he, might. Have, I think I'm getting a vibe. It was Miami last year. But regardless of that, he is the future. Um, matter of time until he's in sort of the top hundred, top fifty. I want to see him move past the challengers soon. Keep playing the challengers yeah. maybe this year. Uh, back end of this year, maybe moving to a few two fifties. I think he can go deep.
1: Definitely one to watch. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see him perform at Queens this year. Yeah, that's I right. Thought.
0: it was—he he collapsed at Miami last year. That's right. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was a bit worrying, that wasn't it? I was—I was remember it clean, because huh? I—I was remember thinking, like, oh no, like—is—is is this going to be like one of these things he's not going to be able to handle? I mean, the British players—I'm
0: pretty sure they're not used to it, are they? The heat of a, of abroad. So, no, it
1: makes sense. Well, unless you're Cam Norrie and you've lived in America for for so yeah, long anyway. He's as British as I am. Yeah, right. So just watch. Uh, <laughs> that's it. You could you love it. You could sit in the sauna for probably about an hour and not uh, not die. I'd be out within about 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, but just before we finish, uh, I just wanted to bring up that one thing that you sent me that I just thought was shocking. Uh, well, I know that we've had oh, a yeah, lot. And of sh- then we need to do the brackets
0: as well. Don't forget. Yeah, so we we'll do yeah. this one first, then the brackets. We'll see how we're getting on. Well, we had a lot
1: of shock, obviously. Uh, What was it last week? And this sort of shocked me as much. (laughs) (laughs) The reaction's funny. I mean, what? After I mean, we, we don't had... put no violence on this podcast. What's going on? I don't know what's happening. Is Will Smith to blame is what I want to know in this situation. <laughs> because has he just watched the Oscars? He's gone on the tennis court. He just thought this is how things are done, obviously, uh, in the public eye now. Maybe he thought that that's how you accept an award. Uh, that's maybe uh, one of the things. I will never know. I think it was just very disgusting behaviour, though. It's very underhand. To shake the hand to hold them there while you slap them, that's dirty, mate. Yeah, I don't know if we've got much context
0: about it. I just sent it to Ben. If you go up, it says a little bit more. So, go up. It says, number one seeded player Michael uh, Kouami from France slaps Raphael ni of uh, Ghana after losing... In the ongoing TGF ITF Juniors World Tour at the Accra Sports Stadium, so it's a it's sort of the ITF Juniors, they're young guys. And um, wait, did he? So he lost. Yeah, so the guy yeah, who lost. slapped the guy, the, so the one who slapped the other one, the one who slapped him's the loser. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, mean, I would. I'd be surprised if it was the other way around. Well, I don't know. It
0: could be the winner, and he just got annoyed because they're
1: the guy kept moaning the whole time i no, was trying to cheat i can't imagine he'd probably just be psyched and just be like well right, i'm through to the next round but yeah i saw that there was like some other reaction uh i don't know if there was something posted yeah there was another thing there was like another like <laughs> the scenes after i don't know what's going on here i'll try yeah, now. So it wasn't like a joke it seemed pretty uh so i have no idea yeah, what's going on
0: obviously there's no place for any of this in tennis
1: so um, I don't know what was going on there. It just seems like an absolute... Uh, yeah, and like people are saying, oh my gosh, what the heck? Uh, yeah, it's bizarre that that was happening at a tennis match. There's no place for it in tennis. It's, uh, yeah, disgusting behaviour. I hope that that guy gets a lengthy ban uh from ITF matches for sure. Well, I mean... he's not going to be allowed
0: to play now. So it's a bit of an idiot for doing it. You I'm need stupid. to learn how to lose. It's important. I'm a terrible loser myself. <laughs> I've never gone to the extremes of slapping someone, but I probably no. would sulk. But I think you just got if you're that type of person like I am, you just got to stick with the sulking rather than resorting to violence because all it's going to do is just mean
1: you can't play. Yeah, um... I mean, it's disgusting. Like you never like there's no excuse for Assault or uh, hitting anybody else, like you can speak to him, but why raise your hands? Like there's no, there's no place for it, especially in the way that he did it as well. It was very underhanded because he went to shake hands, and the only reason he shook his hand is so he could hold him there, so he could slap him, which is even God, more disgusting. Michael's intent. I blame Jade Smith and Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> Let's get out the brackets anyway, and then we'll wrap this one up because we've been talking almost an hour. Yeah. Ben does that, make sure if you haven't already, give us a like on this video, subscribe if you are new. We're going to try and bring you a few more podcasts this week. We're not going to be covering as many matches, so we're bringing you newsies, um, news news stories, news is in the word, <laughs> and <Newsies>. podcasts. So <laughs> if you want us to discuss any topics, uh, make sure to join the Patreon and recommend something there, and we'll be happy to do some Patreon topics if you'd like. But yeah, the bracket, Ben, you got it up? Yeah. There we go. Do you want to get bigger? Well, definitely for me. All right. about you? So let's start with the top tippers. So on the right-hand side, we did... I was supposed to be doing the Sunshine Double as one, but Ben effed it up. So we've got the two separate ones <laughs> now, which is good, I guess, in a way, because we've got two, and two winners. More winners. So we've got Indian Wells, Meg's Carpentry, well done to you. Special mention to Fatima. Uh, in Miami, we had Raf winning Miami. Special mention to M's as well. So what well to you guys will all be including this in our end of year awards. And on the most important thing, um, and that is how well is JG doing compared to Ben's dodgy bracket. And I probably before I say anything, Ben, I should apologize to you. Wow. Because at the moment, I've had a lot of messages saying that I'm very nasty <laughs> to you and mean to you on the podcast. So I'd like to take this opportunity while we're live to just formally apologize for my behavior towards you for upsetting your feelings and being very harsh. Well, uh, but anyway, let's move on to Ben's dodgy brackets because they are love,
1: goddamn awful. Love can make you do crazy things, as will Scott said. <laughs> I should just grab the mic. I'm not apologizing to nobody.
0: <laughs> that is a terrible accent. But...
1: I like to apologize to absolutely nobody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's better. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I think but, there was right. some swear words in there so. as well. <laughs> but, the recent uh, we'll ones won the men's first. Acapulco. Ben beat me. He then went on a tear. <sighs> Indian Wells. He beat me as well. I've stopped the rot because I couldn't have Ben winning two in a row. And I won Miami. Shout out to G-Reg who won a prize. And shout out to CMA, begrudgingly, who beat me just about. <laughs>
1: begrudgingly.
0: Well, I say Bragogny because I was
1: second on the global leaderboard. He's the only one who beat me overall. Ah, it's sad that, man. That's tough to take. No one ever remembers second place. Well, they don't remember it for you, that's for sure, because you've never been there. I know. Uh, We've got Patrick
0: saying, No, it's entertaining. I don't know. People I think people like me um sort of digging you out from time to time. I know Gene likes it. He joins in from I like that as well. When Gene gets there and sort of digs it, digs um the sword a bit deeper into you. That's it. Send the one in my back. Take that one out. Ugh.
1: Yeah, so let's have a look <laughs> at um, the overall on this one. So go to the right. Okay. Then right, up. I just want to make sure to uh, not change the, the web page. So my average pos- position About here is seventy-two
0: 72.21. Ben's Ooh. average position 120.63. <laughs> so he averages around 120th. Uh, I average around the 70s. Uh, overall I've won 13 against Ben six.
1: Yeah. So double me at the so moment. I'm right? doubling
0: him up. Listen, I'm not I don't just keep saying I'm JG for no reason. My prediction's a lot better than Ben's. If you want oh, to wow. take
1: note to one of us, take note to me. We'll uh, go to BTO Ben's... to find out the real <laughs> scores. At the moment, JG has got I did a uh, I did an extra uh thing on there, an extra tab on our beat the odds. Uh didn't know if you went and had a look no, at I've it. I've not seen it. Yeah, it just was, you'll probably like it because it just highlights how well you're doing on Beat the Odds. So I thought that I'd make it up for you just to, just to get an idea because if you haven't joined Beat the Odds yet, uh, it's just a fun little game that we're playing and there's a few extra people have joined. But this will just tell you the how, we're, how they're doing overall. So out of 40 picks so far, JG has got 36 correct out of his have 40 I... picks. Yeah. Well, that's definitely not right. Is it not? I got four one week. Is that wrong? All right, (laughs) so I've messed that up then. (laughs) I'm not good at doing anything. It would seem. (laughs) Well, I mean, I got four one week, didn't I? You're not counting my Dimitrov week. I was adding them all up from the other sheet. Oh, this goes to show, mate, I'm just rubbish on Excel. (laughs) I got thirty-six. I mean, if I got thirty-six
0: out. Hang on, let me have a
1: look. Because I was adding them from the thing: eight plus eight plus four. Plus eight, plus eight. Yeah, it's not right. out of forty, is it? What was it out of? How many weeks did we have? We had six weeks, but it's out of sixty. No, oh, no, no. I don't 50. think you've counted it from that. But regard, then. we don't right. have so these stats it? to hand. I'm not. I can't right. it. It even <laughs> it's, it's wrong then. So it's out of fifty. So okay. it's thirty-six, 36 out-, out of fifty. That's, That's pretty enough. good. Still pretty good. Yeah, not bad. It makes mine look even worse now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've got and how many 20. have you got out of 50? 21. It's Ooh, under so it's 50% under
0: now. You need to be going definitely above 50, but I, I have hope that this week you're going to turn it around. Let's look at the women's bracket because that's sort of a prettier viewing for you, especially recently. Um, so if we have a look at the recent events, we've had now. Indian Wells and Miami, and Ben's won both. He won the Sunshine Double over <sighs> me on the women's. Um, I think all that eager loving definitely helped him. Did you have eager both
1: times? Yeah, yeah. I stuck with the faith. You and said great, great positioning as well 29th and 14th. Ben, that was good. Two of his my best, best
0: scores. You've... And I was sort of around the benchmark, mark the 120, 130. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <I'm laughs> I don't know what I was over. doing in them depths.
1: Well, you wrote eager off. You went, There's no chance that she's going deep in the second tournament. I said she's winning them both, mate. Stuck with the guns, and uh, it was the right thing to do. Well, let's have a look at overall position on this oh, one. Oh, no, God, here we go. This is where it all goes so down. No, I'm man. back
0: in the 70s again. I just feel like that's where I am. Ben's, oh, he's cracked the top 100. That's big hey, for him. Mine, come on. Top 100 appearance. And this is a bit closer. It's 9-5.
1: No, oh, it's not doing bad. It's still, it's just under I mean, half. It,
0: it was terrible before the sunshine double. It yeah. would have been
1: 9-3. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that I'm uh, clawing it back a little bit there. Hopefully the clay court uh, swing now I can get a few more on the board, but I know that's your sort of forte, so to speak. Well, I see. know the, We've got a few matches going on at the moment. Probably my BTO is going terribly as we speak, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah Let's wrap this one up. Wrap up. If you want to join BTO, uh, message us on Discord. We'll give you the
0: information. We've got quite a few people doing it. Um, thanks to everyone who joined us for this one congratulations to Carlos I feel like we should have spoke a little bit more about him but we'll we're gonna have plenty more opportunities to do so so don't worry we definitely gave Igor a good service we gave her the whole career from from start to finish which is great Um, and yeah I'm really excited to see more tennis Uh, the only place to watch it all is on games love so make sure you subscribe hit the like button and we'll see you for more podcasts and news stories very soon
1: will do guys cheers for joining
0: Podcast Network.